Hey, this is Dr. Evans Kariuki. Welcome to Firebrand Nation. Your life will never be the same as you go through these teachings. These are teachings for soul winners. Here at Firebrand Nation, we believe that we are called to reach one soul every second. This podcast is designed for soul winners who hunger and thirst to see the lost come to the knowledge of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. Let's enter the Word of God. Revelation chapter 3. Let's enter the Word of God. Bibles, notebooks, and pens. We are done with Life City for now. You will see Life City again somewhere. I don't know. The Lord will lead us. But for now, we are moving on to the next level of glory. Amen? Amen. Revelation chapter 3 verse 10. Because thou hast kept the word of my patience, I also will keep thee from the hour of temptation which shall come upon all the world to try them that dwell upon the earth. Behold, I come quickly. Hold that fast which thou hast received that no man take thy crown. Pastor, what is the Lord saying for the year 2022? The Lord is saying this is the year of the word of my patience. The word of my patience. I want to be very clear what that means because if you've been around us for a while, we use words like anakazo, anadea, uh, we use words that people have not heard from a pulpit often. And sometimes, if you're used to government cheese from the pulpit, you, you close your mind when you hear something new. It's different, so you close your mind. But there are deeper levels in the Word of God. I think we need to cool the room a little bit, whoever has the keys to the air. The people are sending a message. Cool. The Holy Ghost is in the house. The body needs to cool a little bit. Can we bless the Lord for cool air? Thank you, Jesus. So, what does the word of my patience mean? And why would the Lord tell us that this year? Revelation chapter 3 is where God was talking to the churches the message to the churches. And to the church in Philadelphia, from verse 7 to 13, he points out several things. He says the church in Philadelphia has known, the Lord has known their works. God knows that you're a church who works hard. And you're a church that's been faithful in kingdom work. Somebody say, that's me. Somebody say, God knows my work. Say, God knows my work. 
And if there is anywhere you've missed it in the work of God, let's lift up our hands and ask God to forgive us. Lord, if we have missed it in your work, if we have delayed in your work, if we have not obeyed your word, we ask you to forgive us and let us fulfill every purpose and every destiny that you've given us to do. In Jesus' mighty name, somebody say amen. amen. Remember, church, it is serving God that keeps you alive when you're saved. If you are a Christian and you're not serving God, God loves you so much. And heaven is such a better place than earth that God will not keep you in earth so that you can backslide and lose your crown. Are we together? When God looks at a believer, there are several reasons why someone is still alive on this earth. If you are a non-believer, you're not saved, the reason why you're still alive is because the window of grace is still open for you to be saved. God keeps non-believers alive so they can be saved. Are we flowing together? But if you are a believer and you believe in Jesus and you're saved, the reason why you're on this earth is so that you can serve God. And the day your assignment is over, God loves you so much that he would not let you live one more moment without him. How many of you believe heaven is better than this earth? How many of you believe that Jesus is preparing a place for you in heaven that's way better than this earth? And if I have nothing to do on this earth, Paul said that the reason why I'm here is for your own good. So you've not lived another year because uh, God just wants you to enjoy beautiful sunrises and walks by the beach. The Bible says in heaven there is no need for the sun because the son of God is the light of that city. There is a place so much more beautiful than this earth, you understand? So the Bible says, going back to Revelation chapter 3, God knows your work. So God says, I have seen the work that you're doing for me. So it's time for us to be the church that's working for God. And I believe we are already that church. Because 2021 came, we were still working. 2022 came, we were still working. 2020, we were working. 2019, we were working. 2018, we were working. Somebody say, working, working. Working, working. Tell your neighbor, neighbor. When you look for me, I will be somewhere working, 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 working for my God. I will be somewhere working, 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 working for my God. If you're a worker of the almighty God, give God the greatest praise of the morning. So he says, I know your work. This is not to lazy Christians. This is to Christians who say, this is what I do for God. Amen. Then he says, because I know your work, I set before you an open door. And this is an open door that no man can shut. 
in other words the work does not stop the blessings do not stop the healing does not stop the deliverance does not stop the power does not stop until we stop as long as we are working as long as we are moving as long as we are active in the kingdom of God the power will still be flowing how many of you are glad that man does not have a key to shut the doors of heaven that God has opened a door with the key of David and has opened a door that no man can shatter today I declare unto your finances I declare unto your health I declare unto your peace of mind I declare unto your household I declare unto your life that the blessing of the Lord will not stop flowing what God blesses once he blesses forever what God does once he does forever and what God has blessed no man can Come on, y'all. What God has blessed, no man can. Somebody shout, I'm blessed. And no man can curse. Open door. Open. Open. What do you want to do? The door is open. Where do you want to go? The door is open. What do you want to see? The door is open. I have placed before you an open door you know you know when you're going to someone's house to get something and they're not home you tell them hey I'm, I'm at the house where do you put the key so I can open the door huh. and when I open the door I'll be able to get in and open. God says to us, the same way somebody will say, don't worry, the door is open. And the door is open for you. There are some doors that only open to certain people. The security code, you enter a code or you put your print and the door will only open to certain people. The Bible says you have the key of David. That the moment you get close to, my, my wife has a car, the moment you get close to it, it does, the doors open and you don't have to struggle with your trying to open the door. You just tap it and enter. Wow, I, I wish me I had a car like that. Mine, mine, you have to struggle with keys. And if you've lost the key, sorry. You're calling triple A. So the closer you get to this door, there's an anointing that opens doors. I'm not telling you what you will have. I'm telling you what you do have. There are several things that are hard to other people, but to you, the moment you try it is the moment it becomes easy. We heard many testimonies of people out of town struggling with parking lot services. For us, it came with the anointing. The anointing caused us to flow. We've maintained four major assets as a ministry. 
major. Do you realize this ministry owns some of the most vital real estate in this whole place? I don't think there is a, there is a month or two months that pass without me getting a phone call about our east location. Somebody wanting to acquire it or use it. It is the location with the best amount of parking that side of town, the most amount of open field. So it's very high in demand. And in a pandemic, in the most trying time for the church, we as a church have maintained the work of God. Can you bless the Lord for an open door that God has given us an open door and the anointing of the key of David. Tell your neighbor it's not easy but God has given us the anointing. One day, one day someone in a meeting said, I think we should do this, we should do this. I told them, if you ever say that in front of me again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. By the way, don't, don't tell me foolish things because I'll preach about you. There's no secrets. I said, we, don't, we, we are not, our properties are not for sale. They are going to be used for the kingdom of God and the work of God. How many of you believe that God has given us an open door and we'll use it for the glory of God and we've got the anointing for it in Jesus' mighty name? Amen, amen, amen. Yeah. The Bible says Isaac dug the wells of his father. The same wells that fed his father are the same ones he built. And he grew from there. Do not, do not sell your generational inheritance. Amen. I'm going to step out of this one. But you're given a house that has been paid off. You're given a, a, a property by grandmother. So and so. Preserve it. Preserve it. Preserve it. Are you together? Preserve it. The only thing to do, if you don't want it, give it for God's work. Say, Lord, I give you this as an inheritance to do the work of God. Amen. I have a friend today, I have a friend today, very wealthy, and he told me when his time on earth is done, his investments are not going to his children. They are going to God's house. His children can figure themselves out. He'll give them one, two, one, two here. The rest let it win souls. It's the truth. It's the truth. And by the way, only Christians, only Christians are the only religion that don't do that. Other religions, the Jews leave the synagogues built. Are you understanding? Anyway, let's go back. So we've been given a key that opens when we get there. Then the Bible also tells us that we have little strength. Little strength. So sometimes in the past year you felt like you don't have the financial strength, you don't have the physical strength. It's like, I'm, I'm, I keep trying to do something that I'm not even educated for. I keep trying to do something that I'm not even, I don't feel like I'm equipped. Am I talking to somebody? You know, it's little strength. They say you're too young, then they say you're too old, then they say you're too this, they say you're too that. It's like, instead of telling me what I don't have, 
can somebody tell me what I have? And today I'm here to declare over you that little is much when God is in, in it. We serve the God of the two fish and five, five two loaves and five fish uh, in the name of Jesus Christ. I declare whatever little you have, God will use it to bless your family, to bring divine increase like never before. If you receive it, give him three great amens. Are you learning something? We have little strength. But with little strength, we can do much. Are you flowing with me? So then he says, Behold, because thou hast kept the word of my patience. Let us break that down together. Amen? The word of my patience. The first thing we want to look at there is the word, word. W-O-R-D. Word of my patience. When the Bible uses the word, word, in reference to the church, it is used to signify three things. Are you writing notes? Three things. The word signifies three things. What was, in the beginning was the word. What was, in the beginning was the word. What is, and what will be. Are, are you with me, please? Revelation 1, 19 to 20. Revelation 1, 19 to 20. The Bible says this in Revelation 1, 19. Write the things which thou hast seen. The word there is has seen. Are we together? And the things which are the things which are happening presently and the things which shall be. The mystery of the seven stars which thou sowest in my right hand and the seven golden candlesticks. The seven stars are the angels or the pastors of the seven churches and the seven candlesticks which thou which thou sowest are the churches look at me god is speaking to the church and he says my message to the church is broken in three what was what is and what shall be have you seen that in the scripture? That is the message or the mystery to the churches. If every believer would know these things about their life, these three things, what, are, what, did I, what was, what am I supposed to be doing now, what is, and what will be, you understand the mystery of God. 
Please, please, church, we've got to go to a deeper level in the word. Please. This year, we really have to. We've got to step into a deeper level. So flow with me. I'm slowing it down intentionally. Tell your neighbor what was, what is, and what will be. Tell your neighbor, revelation is given in what was, what is, and what will be. The reason why many people make mistakes in their life is because they don't know their history, they don't know what they have, and they don't know what's coming in their future. Every mistake anyone will ever make in their life is connected to a lack of knowledge of their history, what they possess, and their future. If today you had a million dollars and did not know the value of a million, you'll waste it because you don't know what is. Today, if you're a child of a king and don't know you have an inheritance, you'll waste your life because you don't know your history. If tomorrow you're going to have a mighty miracle and you don't know where to be for that miracle to happen, you will waste your tomorrow because you don't know what will be. It's a mystery. The greatest mystery of the book of Revelation is divided into those three things. What was, what is, and what will be. And the word of my patience is a revelation of what was, what is, and what will be. Write down the word, word, W-O-R-D. And I want you next to it to write these two words, Rema, R-H-E-M-A, Rema, and Logos, Logos. Let us define Logos. We are breaking down what was, what is, what will be, then I will connect it with the word of my patience. Amen? So right now we are just talking about the word. Word only. Which will we'll have so much word this year. But we must connect the word. Is it a word for the future? Is it a word for now? Or is it a word of the past? Are you, are you flowing with me? If you are flowing me, with me, give the Lord a great amen. So logos, the word logos means reasoning or plans gathered together and expressed in words. The word logos means reasons or reasoning, a way of thinking or plans expressed together and given in words. Our vision statement Eternal life harvest and da 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 is logos. The word of God, the B-I-B-L-E, this scripture, is logos. Because the scripture contains God's mind, God's reasoning. Our vision statement contains our founders, 
reasoning. Are you understanding? So the written word, the word that's been given in scripture is logos. In the beginning was the word logos. And the church has been operating in logos. Every Christian home has a Bible. Every hotel room has a Bible. But the question is, do you have the Bible in you? Has the word been written in your heart? Has the word become flesh? There is a difference between memorizing scripture. The Bible says that the devil also believes. The Bible says the devil believes and demons believe and they tremble. And many Christians are so stuck in the ideology or the identity or the badge of their Christianity that they have missed the life that comes with their Christianity. The Bible says even the devil knows and trembles. That's why when you quote a scripture, the devil quotes five. And now many Christians are confused. We've got Christians who serve some schizophrenic God. He said go. Then you got there and things got hard. And you got five scriptures of how you missed God. While God sent you with a divine call. A divine word. And the devil came and deceived you on the way. Let me remind you when Jesus was tempted, the Bible says the devil went to him and said, it is. And he said, you know, doesn't the Bible say the devil told, told even Eve. Eve was tempted with the same words that God had given Adam. I'm preaching better than you are saying amen. I said the Bible says the devil knows the scripture. You know, the Bible says the devil knows the scripture. Eve was tempted. God, the devil went to Eve and told Eve, did God really say? So Christians are confused on what voice to believe. So you're here, you receive a word, and you begin to run. Then the Bible says, for the word's sake, persecution comes for the word's sake persecution comes so now you have a word you're running with a word you're running with destiny you're running with promise then the devil also comes with word the problem is all you had was the word I'm preaching better than your neighbor is saying amen. The problem is all you had was the word. My Bible says that persecution comes for the word's sake, but they have no roots. You can have a word, but if you don't have root, you'll keep failing. You'll keep falling. You'll keep missing it. It's time for believers to take root and bear fruit. Take root, bear fruit, take root, bear fruit. 
it's not enough to have logos. Not enough. That's why many people have dreams unfulfilled. Because all you got is potential. Potential is nothing. Don't let nobody lie to you. Everybody got it. How many of you have potential? I got, I got some. Everybody got potential. As long as you're breathing, you got potential. And we have used the word of faith as potential. We had word of faith, but we had no roots. We had a word of faith, but we have no roots in faith. We had no action. We had no progress. We had no history. We had no depth. So we raised up rebels instead of raising up men and women who are rooted in faith. When the Bible talks about faith, it talks about the faith of our fathers. It talks about the faith of Abraham, the faith of Isaac, the faith of Jacob. It talks about the roots of faith. People, people are losing their lives full of faith. Full. But have no roots. Forgive me for being graphical. A woman full of ovaries without the seed she cannot produce. Full of faith. But no roots. You don't understand what was. You came into this thing at what is. And you don't understand what was. You came into what is. But I believe there is a remnant generation that still believes in the old preaching of the blood of Calvary. That still believes that Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today and forever. We are not here to change the message. We are here to give it to God's people. God give us a preacher who understands that there are men who have died for this word. That there are men who have shed their blood for this word. That there are men who have given it all up for this word. God give us a preacher who understands the cost for the word sit down so logos it's good it's good but it's a beginning did you get the scripture for the devil knows the word you got it good okay so temptation comes and sometimes the devil uses the word to tempt you the next time you're in a spiritual battle with somebody, they begin pulling scripture for you. One spouse tells the spouse, this is what the Bible says. And the other one comes and says, no, this is what it says. You keep your mouth quiet. Leave it. Because the devil is in there. There's a devil in the basket. There's a devil in the basket. The Bible says, do not begin to fight about scripture. Don't begin to go, leave it, leave it. Let God be God and let him prove himself. Let God prove himself. There are people who are losing their lives because they think they've become the, 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 the Bible concerners. And you're missing. The Bible says we all see in part, we prophesy in part. You lay hold to what God has given you. Lay hold to the promise that God has given you and run with it. 
Don't forget this scripture, this word, is both a foundation and a stumbling block. There are people who fall by it, and there are people who stand on it. Ah, we got to keep moving. Somebody shout logos. Somebody say it's good, but that's just a beginning. Now shout Rema. Rema. Rema is right now manifested. In the beginning was the word, the Bible says, and the word was with God. And the word was God. Then down to verse 14, the Bible says, the word became. The word became. The word became. It's good to have a word. But has the word become? Anything. Have you become something? Because of the word. You wonder why many Christians miss it? It's because they don't let the word impregnate them. And they become the word. If you're filled with the Holy Ghost, I don't have to hear you speak in tongues to know you're filled. I'll see you by how you love other believers. I'll see it by how you walk around. I'll see it in your dress. I'll see it in how you keep yourself. I'll see it in how you walk. I've seen church so many people struggling with receiving the Holy Ghost while yet... Uh, uh, I, I, I got to say it a different way. I got to say it a different way. I don't want... I don't want <laughs> so many people struggling with receiving the Holy Ghost but every time you come to church you're not showing the spirit you're showing more flesh than you are the spirit the flesh and the spirit cannot stay together one must submit and the other one must rule you're so full of the flesh that you lack the spirit The Bible says, tell your neighbor, 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 preach to him now, tell him neighbor. The Bible says, if you sow in the flesh of the flesh, you will reap corruption. Well, I'm not full of the Holy Ghost. While all your sowing has been to the flesh. If you sow in the flesh, you care more about your appearance, how you look, how you sound, how you feel, that you have neglected the things of the Spirit. Do you know the more spiritual you, you look, the more peculiar you're going to look. Stand up, Sister Becky. Look, come, 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 come. Very beautiful. Beautiful. Your body is a temple of the Holy Ghost. Body is a temple of the Holy Ghost. Sister Becky does not have to worry about doing this at the altar about doing this 
when she worships, she can worship freely. She can worship however she wants. But there are some of us, you're so carnal at the altar that you can't even receive from God because you're worried about your batons showing and being out for everybody. Then we wonder why we are not receiving from God. It's because we are sowing in the wrong things. Let me get some old school saints to give God a new school praise, a new school worship. Is there somebody who still believes in holiness in our dressing? Holiness! 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 Galatians chapter 6 verse 8. Galatians 6, 8. Huh. The Bible says they looked at them and saw they had been with Jesus. One, two, three, read it off the screen. Stop. He that soweth in the Shall of the reap what? Is that Pastor Evans' words? So the next time you say, I'm dressing like this for me, of you will reap corruption. Sister Becky, do you have some nicer dresses that maybe you wanted to wear? But the Spirit will not let you. The day you get something that you want to do, but the spirit won't let you, you know you're becoming spiritual. I thought I'd get a few more amens. I said the day the spirit becomes a restrainer, the day the spirit becomes, you want to curse them out, but the spirit says we ain't going to do that. You want to talk about them, but the spirit says we ain't going to do that. Forget you and your tongues. Let me see you walk in love. Let me see you control your tongue. Let me see you control the thoughts in your mind. Let me see your body representing the vessel of the Holy Ghost. My God forbid, there are some Christians who say we are full of the Holy Ghost and you only talk in tongues at the church. At the church, man, we've got to mature and we've got to go to a higher level and step into deeper things in God. Take a seat quickly. So Rema, my point to you is Rema is when word begins controlling your life controlling your life even me i want to wear those tight leather jeans you know <laughs> with my with my golden crusted a diamond crusted belt and a vest and come preach be relevant But sometimes God says it's a t-shirt and jeans. Go preach.
Maybe I need to do that. Leather vest. Happy New Year. <laughs> wow. Wow. We must be spiritual. Amen. The Bible says in James 2.26, write this down. For the spirit, for the body without the spirit is dead. So my point to you is the word should become flesh. It must manifest something in your life. Are we together? All right. So what is Logos Church? Somebody say reasoning and planning gathered together in words. What is Rema? Somebody say right now. Present. Tangible. I've seen it. Rema. Okay. So going back to Revelation 1.19... The Bible says, write the things which have seen and the things which are rema and the things which shall be prophecy and logos. Logos also talks about what shall be. Are we together? So there are many places in scripture, the Bible, we are beginning to close. The Bible talks about the word of the word of are we together have you gotten me dancing out of your mind <laughs> i want to make sure we, oh we just need to close the service right now i just closed the whole thing right there close the whole thing right there if you put me on instagram whatever these young people i'll come for you <laughs> All right, let's, let's explore this real quick. Somebody say, the word of my patience. Where does that terminology come from? Every dispensation that God has been working with, he has a word for those people. 1 Corinthians 12, 8. Please write these scriptures down. Very important. 1 Corinthians 12, 8. Because the word of can sound like broken English. Are you understanding? But I want you to learn how God speaks. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 12, 8, For one is given by the Spirit the word of... Somebody say the word of wisdom. The word of wisdom. To another, the what? The word of knowledge. Now, historically, we've been preached to and we've gone through dispensations with men like Howard Carter on words of wisdom. How many of you have heard the word of wisdom before? How many of you have heard the word of knowledge before? So today I'm teaching you the word of my patience. 
It's the same thing. By the same spirit. The word of wisdom. The word of knowledge. And now in 2022, we have entered the dispensation of the word of my patience. This is when we saw many people seeing things in the spirit, revealing things in the spirit. The words of knowledge. Word of wisdom. Look at this. Philippians 2.16. So there are different kind of words. There is word of knowledge and word of wisdom. Philippians 2.16. Philippians 2.16 very quickly. Holding forth the word of... Come on, y'all. Read it with me. One, two, three. Is... Holding forth the what? Word of life. So there is word of wisdom. There is word of there is word of and there is word of patience. Is it making sense to somebody? There is word of wisdom, word of knowledge, word of life, and word of patience. Please do not live without understanding this. Next, Romans 10, 8. Romans 10, 8. Romans 10, 8. Write these scriptures down and go discover them for yourself. Romans chapter 10, verse 8, Jehovah. Romans 10, 8. Romans 10, 8. 1, 2, 3. Let's read. The word is near thee. Even in your mouth. Then he says a deeper level in your heart. Then he says what kind of word is it? The word of faith. The word of faith. The word is near. What kind of word? The word of faith. So we have the word of wisdom. The word of the word of? The word of? And the word of? Ah, put your hands together for Jesus. Hebrews, James chapter 1 verse 18. James 1 18. Thank you, band. Let me, I want to make sure they receive this. Then we'll pick up here. James 1 18. Thank God for you. James 1 18. This, this is how God moves. We've, we've come through a word of faith cycle as a, as a body. We're getting into a new thing. One, two, three, let's read. The word of? The word of? The word of? All right, one, two, three, there is the word of? The word of? The word of? All right, let's start at wisdom. The word of? The word of? The word of? And the word of? And the word of? And then the word of? Truth. Are you ready for one more? Hebrews 5, 13. 
Hebrews 5.13. Hebrews 5.13. So, Logos, the reason why you're alive in Christ today, the reason why you have truth, the reason why all these things are manifested in us, is Jesus was the Word. And then he became flesh. And as the flesh, he showed us how the word of knowledge should be. How the word of truth should be. How the word of wisdom should be. How the word of life should be. How the word of faith should be. How the word of, life, of patience should be. Are you flowing? In the beginning was the word. What word? Word of wisdom. Word of knowledge. Word of truth. Word of life. Word of faith, word of next one, Hebrews 5.13. Those of you online, are you still being blessed or have you gone to green beans and macaroni and cheese? Those who sow after the flesh, don't, don't sow after the flesh. It can wait. All right, one, two, three, let's read. Is... Everyone that uses milk is unskillful in what? The word of righteousness. So there we've seen six words of. Are, are you ready with them? I will tell you once then you'll tell me the next one. One, two, three, the word of knowledge, the word of wisdom, the word of life, the word of faith, the word of truth, the word of righteousness, and the word of my patience. Are you ready to say them? One, two, three, all seven, go. The word of? All right. All right. Have you got it? Does it make sense to somebody now? And all this must become flesh. And in the year 2022, we are going deeper into the word of God. And it must produce in our life in Jesus' mighty, 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 mighty name. To the glory and to the honor of the almighty God in Jesus' mighty name. Everyone standing in the house of the Lord for our final prayer. Lift up your voice and declare. I want you to write them on the screen this way. I want you to write them. The word of knowledge, the word of wisdom, the word of life, the word of faith, the word of truth, and the word of righteousness. Write them down. Then last, the word of patience. Write that one down. Last. Thank you, Jesus. Lift up your voice and tell the Lord, over many generations, the word has been preached. We've seen, we've seen wisdom released in the pulpit. We've seen knowledge released in the pulpit. We've seen life released in the pulpit. We've seen the word of faith. We've seen the word of truth. We've seen the word of righteousness. Now I step in to the word of my patience. Lift up your voice and declare, I'm stepping in in the name of Jesus. Stepping in in the name of Jesus. This is my season. This is my timer.
to release to receive the word of God. This is my time for the logos to become Rema. This is my time to know where we've been, to know where I am, and to know where I'm going. I receive the word of God revealed in my past, revealed in my present, and revealed in my future. In the mighty name of Jesus, I declare unto everybody, hands lifted and receive this. I declare to everyone under my voice, your days of spiritual confusion is over. In the mighty name of Jesus, the Bible declare, my sheep know my voice. I declare unto you, you know the voice of God. You know the word of God. You know the truth of God. You know the wisdom of God. You know the knowledge of God. You know the righteousness of God. And you have the God kind of faith. I declare new spiritual dimensions in your life in the name of Jesus. I declare spiritual depth and spiritual growth like never be somebody but I receive this in the mighty name of Jesus. I declare you're growing up and you're maturing and stepping into deeper things in God. In the mighty name of Jesus, in the year 2022, the word will become life. The word will become knowledge. The word will become wisdom. The word will become faith. The word will become truth. The word will become righteousness. The word will become patience. In the year 2022, I declare unto you that in the beginning was the word. In the beginning was the word. And the word was with God. And the word was God. And I declare unto you that you're becoming like God. And God is being formed on the inside of you. The word is becoming flesh. Now lift up your voice and pray. Lift up your voice and pray. Lift up your voice and pray. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, two more, two more. Ten more seconds. Pray for yourself. Pray that, that word, that word. Church, we live by the word. The battle, the battle is for the word. It's because of the word. The war that you're facing is because of the word. The Bible says, for the word's sake, for the word's sake. Oh, somebody say, I take root. I take root. I take root. I take root. I'm rooted. I'm grounded. I'm rooted in the word. I'm grounded in the word. I take root downwards. I bear fruit upwards. I take root downwards. Lift up your hands all over this place. I declare to your heart right now from the inside of you to the outermost of your being. Every spirit of confusion must leave your life. Every spirit of deception must leave your life. Today I silence every ungodly prophet. Today I silence every Jezebelic spirit. Today I silence every demonic spirit that's been lying to God's people. And today I declare the sheep of God, they know the voice of God. And no other voice shall you follow. And no other voice shall you follow. I declare unto you, you will hear the word. You will know the word. You will receive the word. Somebody say yes. Yes, Lord. 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 Say yes. Yes, Thank you so much for joining us. I truly believe you have been blessed. If you have enjoyed this episode and would like to join Firebrand Nation, the movement, connect with us on social media at Firebrand Nation. Go to our website at www.firebrandnation.com. Remember, alone I'm a flame. Together we are a fire. Like, share, and distribute this so that others could be blessed. God bless you.